Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Older Pain Podcast, Monday, June 12th, 2023. And the Joe Beningo Older Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. By needed discount tire, and of course our friends at Draft Kings. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody. We hit the one million uh, listener mark, and uh, I want to thank everybody again for all the support uh, that you've uh, given us over the last uh, you know couple of years now, two and a half years that we've been doing this. So uh, myself, my wife, my daughter Erin, everybody wants to thank you for all the great support that you've given us. And our next live podcast will be coming up a week from this coming Friday, the 23rd, of course, at the Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll let you know. We're working on a uh, surprise special guest. And as soon as I uh, get it confirmed, we'll let you know who that's going to be. All right. So right now, the state of my baseball team is a disaster. The New York Mets are 31 and 35. They just come off a one in five road trip where they got, you know, embarrassed in three games in, in Atlanta. They lose two out of three to the Pirates. Uh, get all of three hits yesterday in a 2-1 loss to Pittsburgh. And coming up, it's an off day today, and coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday is the 2023 first installment of the Subway Series. And, and I, and I got to tell you, th- this is probably as little juice as I can ever remember for a Subway Series. First of all, there's no Aaron Judge for the Yankees. There's no Pete Alonso for the Mets. Judge is out indefinitely with his injuries to his toe when he ran into the fence in L.A. last week. And Alonso is out for at least a month after getting hit in the wrist by Charlie Morton of the Braves. But, of course, they didn't mean to hit him, of course. But be that as it may. So no Alonzo, no Judge. Immediately, the juice is taken out of it. Then you factor in, with those two guys being not playing, then you factor in, that the Mets are playing ter- just t- terrible baseball. Terrible baseball. There's no other way to say it. 31 and 35. You know, like I said, they've lost five of their last six. Just, t- I mean, you can't you, you can't even say I mean, it's more than that. It's more than five of the last six, right? Because they had that seven-game losing streak. They ended that. And then so it's actually they've lost now eight of their last nine going back to the uh, three-game sweep they had at the hands of the Blue Jays at City Field last week. The Yankees are not playing great baseball either. I mean, they're nine games over 500 at 38 and 29, but they just come off back-to-back losing uh, series to the two Sox teams at Yankee Stadium. They lost two out of three to the White Sox, and they just lost two out of three to the Red Sox as they lost last night three to two in 10 innings, a game where the Yankees had only three hits. 
So right now, the juice for this Subway Series is very, very low. Now, you look at the pitching matchups coming up. You say, ah, look, you know, well, not too bad. You got Severino, who's been terrible lately, going up against Max Scherzer, who hasn't exactly been great for the Mets this year. And then the, the matchup on Wednesday looks like, wow, what a tremendous matchup. Garrett Cole, who's actually been good for the Yankees this year. He's 7-1. and one. He's had a terrific year going up against Justin Verlander, coming off an absolutely hideous three-inning performance last week against the Braves in Atlanta in a game the Mets eventually lost 13-10 to 10 in 10 innings, right? So on paper, it looks great. Ah, Scherzer, Severino, Cole, Cole and, and Verlander, but no, but no, not really. Not with the way these guys. Now, Cole, like I said, has pitched well. Outside of him, who else has? I know Scherzer's had some decent games, but the last time out, he looked like he was cruising against Atlanta, and then he eventually spit the bit in the sixth inning, gave up a 4-1 lead, and the Mets went on, of course, to lose that game to the Braves. So it is, right now, this this Subway Series, and by the way, the games are at City Field. Let me throw that out there, too. Uh, you know, right now, this Subway Series has very, very little juice, right? Neither team playing good baseball. The two best players, the best player on each team is out, okay? And, you know, you're saying to yourself, really? What's going on here? The Mets aren't hitting at all. When the Mets hit, they don't pitch. When the Mets pitch, they don't hit, as we saw yesterday, right? And um, we could go on and on. Lindor, McNeil, we go right on down the lineup. I mean, you know, we're, we're, where do you want it to end outside of, of uh, Francisco Alvarez right now, who uh, looks like a revelation with 12 home runs. He's got as many home runs as any catcher in baseball right now. Yeah, he, you know, he's really looks like we got something with him. Outside of that, Tommy Pham's been hitting. There hasn't been much from this Met lineup. And you look at the Yankees, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, who look at the guys the Yankees are trotting out there. Jake Bowers? Really? Are you kidding me? Willie Calhoun, who, by the way, got hit yesterday by, by uh, uh, Carlos Rendon as he was throwing batting practice to him, and he hits him. Thank God Calhoun's all right. Billy McKinney, this is the guys that are playing in the outfield for the Yankees right now? And, and they're not really hitting either. Anthony Rizzo has one hit in his last 30 at-bats. Are you serious? He might as well be playing for the Mets. Giancarlo Stanton's back, but God forbid he could play two games in a row. I mean, you know, come on. How's that possible? So, I mean, you know, you go right. Harrison Bader's out. I mean, you know, so right now, you know, DJ LeMayu's batting like 230 right now. I mean, so, you know, Gleyber Torres is making uh, mental errors in the field that cost the Yankees last night against the Red Sox. So where exactly right now, if you are a fan of either of these, where is the juice for this Subway Series? It's, and I don't love it anyway. You know, I'm not a big fan of the interleague play. I, I absolutely hate these Yankee Mets series. I mean, I really do. Although I look at it right now as a Mets fan, that there's no pressure because the Mets stink. I mean, they stink. I mean, is there any other way to say it? And how? And I know he hasn't played for a while. You know, we haven't seen much of him of late. But how is – I don't think he's played over the last four games that I can remember. But how is Daniel Vogelbeck still on the team? I mean, what is the point – of this guy being on the team and Ronnie Mauricio not being on the team. Can somebody tell me that? I mean, I, it just makes absolutely no sense. They did finally play Vientos yesterday at first base. He did nothing. But then nobody did anything yesterday. So, I mean, you tell me. where Where is the juice right now? 
Yankees not playing good baseball. You don't even know half the guys on the Yankee team. It's unbelievable. The Mets playing terrible baseball. The two big stars for each team out. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just just not a lot going on right now as far as uh, any juice for the two baseball teams here in New York. I'm sorry. There really isn't. And like I said, I know the Yankees are nine games over. I'm not sure where they are in the standings right now. I'm not 100%. I know Tampa Bay still leading the AL East. And uh, the, the Orioles are behind them. The Yankees right now are in third ahead of Toronto and um, and the Red Sox, even though the Red Sox, like I said, just took two out of three. By the way, does, I, I, I put this, I put the Yankee-Red Sox game on. I don't know anybody on the Red Sox. I said this the other day. I mean, I don't know anybody who's on his team anymore. Outside of Rafael Devers, and now they got Justin Turner with a home run last night for Boston, right? And I got to say this, Justin Turner, right? He looks a lot better as a Red Sox than he does as a Dodger, doesn't he? I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe it's the red hair and the beard. It kind of matches better. <laughs> you know, the red goes better with red and blue than it goes with, with the just the, the straight Dodger blue. But but Justin Turner looks a lot better as a Red Sox than he does as a, as a Dodger. I mean, you know, but whatever. I mean, you're not that anybody really, really gives a damn about that because nobody really does. But I don't know anybody. I mean, you know, like I said, I said this the other day. Where's Yastrzemski? Where's Caniglio? Right? You know, where are these? Where, where's Rico Petroselli? Jim Rice? Fred Lynn? I mean, come on, Dewey Evans? Where are these guys? Certainly, there's no David Ortiz or Manny Ramirez, right? Dave Pedro Martinez, Kurt Schilling, Derek Lowe. I mean, come on, it's unbelievable. I, I you know, you need a scorecard, and it's even the same when you look at guys like McKinney, Bowers, and Calhoun. Playing for the Yankees. Just crazy. It's just unbelievable right now. So the Subway Series will get underway uh, tomorrow night. City Field, like I said, Severino and Scherzer in the first game. Verlander and Cole in the second game. And we'll see. You know, maybe maybe some good things happen. Like, see, the Mets, just if I, as, a, as a Met fan right now with the state of my team, just don't get swept. I don't know how else to say it. Don't lose both games. At least give me one win against the Yankees, please. Can they do that? And then the Mets got an off day again Thursday, and then they play the Cardinals over the weekend. And one of the good things about the off day is they don't have to pitch Tyler McGill this week, right? They can go with um, Scherzer and Verlander and skip McGill because they got the off day Thursday and then come back with Senga on five days rest. And Senga right now, right now, the best starting pitcher the Mets have is Kodai Sanger. I mean, he's pitched some very good games. The only game they've won, and the only game they won on a road trip, was the game Sanger pitched Saturday against the Pirates. He pitched seven terrific innings, giving up just one unearned run. So he's really pitched pretty well, Sanger. I got, I got to say, he hasn't been bad. He's been the Mets' best pitcher so far. Um, you know, got to, got to play. You know, he's still got to, got to pitch on the, the extended rest, but. The uh, double off days here does give the Mets the opportunity that they can, uh, you know, uh, skip Tyler Gill's uh, spot in the rotation because he is stunk. I mean, there's no other way. Tyler McGill right now is absolutely terrible. So, you know, there's no other way to say it. But Senga actually has pitched well. And the Mets, when the Mets get six innings out of their starter, and it hasn't happened a lot, but when the Mets get six innings out of their starter, their record is now 17-1. and Think about that. Six innings out of the starter, 17 and one. When they get seven innings out of the starter, they haven't lost. I'm not sure what the exact number is, but they haven't lost the game. So we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, fasten your seatbelts for the uh, uh, opening salvo 
of the 2023 Subway Series, which gets underway at City Field uh, tomorrow night between the Mets and the Yankees. They'll play again two games at the stadium. I'm not sure when that is. Either the end of the month might be. I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure when that is, but it doesn't really matter right now. But they will uh, get underway uh, tomorrow night at City Field. You know, they'll finally play the uh, 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 fifth game of the NBA Finals tonight. Can somebody tell me, and really, it's been a very nondescript finals. Denver's up three games to one. I fully expect them to close it out tonight in Denver and win their first ever NBA championship over the Miami Heat. But somebody's got to tell me, why didn't they play game five on Sunday? How did they go the entire week? They played, they they actually went only with only one day splitting games um, three and four. They played game three Wednesday. They played game four Friday. Okay, fine. And you don't play game five on Sunday? Does that make sense? So they're playing it tonight? They completely avoided Sunday? I, I don't know. What, what, are they worried about going up against Sunday night baseball, the Yankee-Red Sox game? Is that what it was? I don't know. But, boy, I tell you, this, final, this, is, this has not exactly been a memorable NBA Finals. Look, I know, uh, you know, obviously I'm very happy, but ABC wasn't because they didn't get Lakers-Celtics. Thank God we didn't get that. God knows we didn't need to see another one of those. But you got Denver and you got Miami. And I fully expect Denver to close it out tonight in five. Uh, they've clearly been the best team in the NBA this year. Give them credit. Jokic has been unbelievable. Jamal Murray's been unbelievable. So I fully expect the Denver Nuggets uh, to wrap it all up tonight and win their first ever NBA Finals. But I just thought it was very weird that no game, no game on, on Saturday or Sunday. I understand Saturday because they played Friday night, but no game on Sunday night? NBA Finals, prime time. You know, the big the big TV night of the week, Sunday, I, I don't know. But they'll play tonight. My wife's laughing about something. She's probably looking at the, uh, the Mets stats or something like that. Who knows? <clears throat> Maybe she was looking at the jet flight pattern or whatever was going on. By the way, <clears throat> let a uh, little message while we're speaking to the Jets. I want to get back to the basketball here in a second. But while we're speaking to the Jets, all right, Coach, so you canceled the workout or whatever they call it, the uh, – practice, you know, and then no OTAs, but whatever it is they call it now that you're not going to have because you got the extra week because you got to play the Hall of Fame game in Canton, right, with uh, both Klecko and, and Darrell Revis going in. It's going to be a big day for the Jet fans. I'll be there, actually. But, Coach, I'm waiting now for the call. I heard you say that now you got like 40 days off or whatever it is, and what you're going to be doing is playing golf all the time. And then – spending time with the family as well, but you're going to probably play golf every day you're probably playing now. I am waiting for the call for the invitation to play golf with the coach. Now, he said he's supposed to do this. He, he's told me. I texted him actually last week when I found out they canceled these workout programs, okay, whatever they call it. Like, I can't think. Who knows? Does it matter? Nobody cares, right? So I texted the coach. I said, coach. Are we finally going to play now? You're going to have now. You got all this time off and all this OTAs are over. Da 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 do do do. And the word I get from the coach is absolutely. Well, what the hell does that mean? What does absolutely mean? Okay, I mean, am I going to get a? T- I don't want. I don't even want to text him now. I mean, it's up to him. You get in touch with me if you don't. Then you know. I mean, who cares? That's it. But I didn't get what absolutely meant. But nevertheless, by the way, speaking of the NBA, so I have not seen it yet. But apparently, I had a couple people tell me this. There is a 30-30 about Bill Walton out right now. Now, I have not seen it yet. 
you know, ESPN 30 for 30. I have not seen this Bill Walton. I have got to see this. I was a big Bill. I love Bill Walton at UCLA. Obviously, you know, he would have been right there with any of the great centers of all, of all time. He would have been right there with Russell Chamberlain, Kareem, Shaq, you know, all these guys, Elijah Wan. He would have been right there with all of them if he did not get hurt early in his career as a member of the Portland Trailblazers. Remember, they won the championship in 1977 uh, in Portland. And then next year, the Blazers were off to a 50-10 and 10 start, and then uh, Walton hurt his foot, and really that was it for him until he resurfaced, you know, basically eight years later with the Celtics in 1986. He was a big part of that Celtic championship team and wound up winning the sixth man of the year award coming off the bench for Boston. So, you know, uh, but I got to see this. Walton wanted a great, you know, if he's not the greatest college player of all time, I guess Kareem, you know, Lou Alcindor was probably the greatest college player of all time in my lifetime. Bill Walton's just a, a maybe a notch below him. Two national championships at UCLA, the 88-game winning streak there, two consecutive undefeated seasons of championship basketball, the 88-game winning streak there, uh, the very memorable championship game in 1973 against Memphis when he hit 21 out of 22 shots, scored 44 points in the championship game. Um, you know, all of that. So, I mean, I really, really am dying to see this 30 for 30 on Bill Walton. So hopefully it'll be on demand soon or I'll catch it somewhere along the line on ESPN. And I bring that up because of the fact that when I watch Jokic play, to me, he is the best passing big man I have seen since Bill Walton. Bill Walton, to me, nobody was a better passing big man than Bill Walton was in his heyday. And I'll tell you, Jokic is right there with him. So he's on the verge of winning his first championship. But uh, looking forward uh, to seeing Bill Walton, uh, that's that 30 for 30 on him. And then, of course, uh, we'll probably see the Nuggets close it out tonight and win their first NBA title in game five of the finals tonight in Denver. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Let's get our uh, sponsors in here. Mention the Hackensack Brewing Company. Uh, you know the deal. Uh, 10 minutes from the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4. And beautiful, who needs a house out in Hackensack, New Jersey? You know, there's always 12 beers on tap. You got the beer garden outside now with the uh, the nice weather here as we uh, get into the summer months. Uh, they're open. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sundays, uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. When you're there, check out my Yoda Payne beer. Uh, like I said, right now it's got the Met colors for the baseball season. You'll see the Jet colors during the football season. Check out the Yoda Payne beer uh, when you're there. Uh, go see my buddy Mike Jones and TJ and Herb and Andre and the whole book of there at the uh, Brewing Company. And don't forget, a week from this coming Friday, on next live podcast, that's June 23rd at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Uh, working on a very special guest right now. Um, I have not heard back from him yet. I will try to get in touch with him again today. But as soon as we can pin it down, we'll let you know uh, about who our, our guest is going to be on June 23rd. Also, of course, I need a discount tire. You know the deal. You need work done on your car. You need uh, tires. You need your car inspected. Go see my son, Johnny, at Anita. Go see his boss, Harry, who does a phenomenal job there. Uh, Anita Discount Tire. Tell them I sent you. Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. Uh, they do a great job. So any any of your uh, automotive needs, that's the place to go. And then, of course, DraftKings. You want to bet on anything? How about this? Before I get into DraftKings, let me get into this. So 
Yesterday, I didn't pay a lot of attention to the Canadian Open this week. Okay, I really didn't. Um, I had Matthew Fitzpatrick in my in the pool that I'm in. I think he wound up finishing eight under par. So, you know, he was nowhere near the leaderboard. But at least he made the cut. And it wasn't a complete disaster. Like the week before at the Memorial where I had Kirk Kitayama who, you know, didn't even make the cut. <clears throat> so at least Fitzpatrick made the cut. So anyway, so... Roy McIlroy choked again, by the way. He was tied for the lead going into the final round, and he was nowhere to be seen yesterday on the leaderboard. I don't know. Where, I think he finished like six over par. I don't know what he did on Sunday, but it wasn't good. Typical McIlroy. But don't worry, because he'll be one of the favorites to win the U.S. Open this week at the L.A. Country Club. Somebody's got to tell me why, but he will be. He will. Be. You know he will be. You know, it'll be Rom, It'll be Scheffler. It'll be Kepka, And somehow, someway, McIlroy will be one of the favorites as well, and, and he won't win. You can write it down. But anyway. He was 12 under. 12 under? He, he finished 12 under McElroy? Yeah. So he finished, what, four shots off the lead? What was 16 the winner? I know they played in the playoff. 17. 17. So, but he, the bottom line is McElroy didn't win. What's new? But anyway, so I won't mention a name. One of my good buddies who likes to gamble a little bit, and I won't say who it is. So apparently – his son had a lot of money on Tommy Fleetwood yesterday to win. Now, if you saw this yesterday, Fleetwood and Nick Taylor, who, by the way, is from Canada, okay, Fleetwood and Nick Taylor wind up in a playoff after 18 holes. They're tied. They're in a playoff. It winds up going to the fourth playoff hole, all right, part five, fourth playoff hole. Taylor puts his second shot on the green, so my wife's running. Were you heading to the bathroom? No, I heard them make a She heard the cats make a banging sound. So she's she's hightailing it upstairs to see what the hell Dante and Iggy are doing because you never know. But anyway, getting back to the playoff. So anyway, so Nick Taylor, who's from Canada, and Tommy Fleetwood are in a playoff to win the Canadian Open. They get to the fourth playoff hole, which, by the way, is a par five. Taylor puts his second shot on uh, on the green. So he's going to have about a 72-foot eagle putt. Fleetwood lays up. He's on his third shot. He makes a great shot. Third shot puts it maybe 10 feet from the pin, right? Very, very makeable birdie putt for Fleetwood. All right, so here we go. So like I said, my buddy, uh, his son has a big bet. I won't say he stood to make a lot of money if Fleetwood wins uh, wins this tournament. So, okay, so here we go. So now Taylor, with all the Canadian people going crazy, they're all rooting for him because he's from Canada. And apparently, I guess the cats are okay. Apparently, (laughs) apparently it's been 69 years, I believe that was the number, since a Canadian actually won the Canadian Open. So all the Canadians are all going nuts, right? You know, after the crazy brush, you know, the wildfire out of Canada, I guess it didn't affect Toronto. It looked pretty good there. So anyway, right? So here we go. So Taylor's got a 72-foot putt for, for Eagle <clears throat> to win the tournament, right? And you and I don't know what the percentage would be, you know, maybe 5% that he's going to make this putt, probably even less than that, that he makes the putt, right? And like I said, Fleetwood's sitting there with a pretty makeable birdie look. So <clears throat> at the very least, Taylor's got to get close for so he's got an easy birdie putt. Well, what does Taylor do? 72 feet, he nails the putt for an eagle to win the tournament. 
Oh, my God. And if you saw this part, I mean, it looked good all the way. This would be one of the putts that my wife was famous for, right? She'll have a putt like that, and she'll hit it, and she'll say, oh, I hit it too hard. Oh, it's too hard. Next thing you know, it's in the hole, <clears throat> right? And she's done this, you know, not a lot, but a couple of times that she's done it. And anytime my wife says I hit the, the putt too hard, it's either in the hole or it's basically hanging on the edge, <clears throat> you know? So anyway, so Taylor makes the putt to win the freaking tournament with a 72-foot eagle putt, and my buddy, buddy's son does not win the big money he would have won. What, oh, my God. I, I, if that was me, I think I would have been jumping off a bridge somewhere. I got to tell you. <laughs> and he stood to make some serious jack here with this. What a way to lose. Oh, my God. So congratulations to Nick Taylor. But uh, very tough. All, all Tommy Fleetwood could do was just ha- have a wry smile on his face saying, like, you kidding me? This is how I lose this? Anyway, so we do have the U.S. Open coming up this week, the L.A. Country Club. I like the fact it's on the West Coast, which means I'm going to get to watch it. You know, you can play golf because Father's Day is Sunday. And, of course, always uh, the U.S. Open, always the final round is always on Father's Day, right? We get one day as fathers. But anyway, so Father's Day is coming up. Mother's Day, too. They should mother Mothers should get like a month, right? Fathers, we should at least get a week, okay? Mother's Day, mothers should get a month. Fathers should get a week. But whatever. But we get a day. Okay, great. So. I can play golf and still see, right? And still, my wife says Father's Day every day. But so we still we still get to, you know, see the entire final round because it's going to be in the West Coast. So great, it'll be in primetime and all of that. Uh, I I think Brooks Koepka is going to win myself again. I think he's going to win both the PGA and the U.S. Open. Remember, he's won two U.S. Two US Opens already. Uh, he's got five majors, three PGAs, two U.S. Opens. I wouldn't be surprised if he won again. Um I think I'm going with Bryson DeChambeau in my pool because I already used Kepka. I had him, and he won the PGA. I had him in the PGA, you know, and I've used Scheffler, and I've used Rom, and my buddy actually likes Max Homer here, and actually Max Homer, who has not really played great golf so far this year, but his home course is the L.A. Country Club. So my buddy's son, who picks these golfers every week, even though he's known nothing about golf, is going with Max Homer. So... I got to think about, I used them. I can't use them in the pool. So I'm going to go with DeChambeau. I just got a feeling about the live guys, you know, that the live guys, they played well. You saw, you know, they played well at the Masters. Uh, Kepka finished second, should have won. Mickelson was right there, Patrick Reed. And of course, uh, Kepka and DeChambeau played well there as well at the, well, at the PGA he did. Um, but Kepka, of course, wins the PGA. So I'm going with one of the live guys. But so nevertheless, very tough loss there for my, uh, my son, my buddy's son, and uh, I hope he's doing okay. That was tough, but what a crit. That's one of the wildest putts I've ever seen. 72-foot putt for Eagle to win the tournament. Crazy. All right, Beningo, the Ode of Pain podcast. Got a couple minutes left. Can I ask this, this question here? All right. When are the Rangers going to hire a coach? You know, when the hell is Chris Drury going to hire a coach? He fires Gerard Gallant. That seemed like 100 years ago that that happened, right? Now we're in the Stanley Cup Finals. What is it? 3-1, Las Vegas is up. The Golden Knights are about to win their first ever Stanley Cup. I mean, talk about a nondescript stand. Look, my hockey season ended when the Rangers went down in flames against the Devils. I mean, you know, that's, it was over. But when is Drew rehiring somebody? Who's he going to hire? Is he really thinking about hiring John Hine, who, who coached the Devils and stunk, never even made the playoffs? Is that the guy he's looking at? 
Is he going to hire Peter Laviolette? Is he going to bring? Finally, is he going to hire him? Who's he hiring? I know there was talk about Joe Quenville, but you can't hire him. He's still suspended, and he had that, you know, that issue that they had with the Blackhawks that I don't want to get into. So who, who, who you? When, when is Drew rehiring somebody? You know, maybe Drewry should be the coach. Maybe somebody should get rid of him. Has we, has he really done a great job here with this team? I don't think so. I mean, I, I I don't get it. I mean, how long is he waiting for? Before you know it, you know, hockey, you know how there's a very, very short off season in hockey and basketball. Before you know it, in September, they'll be going to training camp. Are the Rangers going to have a coach by then? You got to hire somebody. I mean, is he going to hire the guy from that, that coaches at the minor league team in Hartford? This guy was his name, Chris Knobloch? No relation to Chuck. Is he going to hire Chris Knobloch? Who's he hiring? And when's he hiring him? Are you going to bring Messier in? Maybe Messier is going to be the coach. I doubt that's ever happening. That wouldn't be good because if Messier wasn't any good, then, you know, then he loses that aura of being, you know, the great captain and finally slaying the dragon that he did. So, you know, but it would be nice if at some point Drury hires a freaking head coach. Maybe he's waiting for the Stanley Cup finals to be over. I don't know. But the Rangers still sitting there without a head coach. Please hire somebody soon, all right? And, And maybe actually have the guy be the coach for a while because the Rangers go through coaches more than the Jets do. It's a joke. It really is. And speaking of the Jets, are they going to get Quinny Williams' job, uh, contract done? Are they? What are they doing that? And the Jets are rough. Man, man, they've had, let me tell you something. You got to admit this if you're a Jet fan. They've had a great month of May. They're having an outstanding month of June right now. Uh, no, you got to be pumped up. You really do, right? You saw that whole thing with the flight, the Ascension thing, that three-part series with, with Rodgers and all that. Everything is sunshine and light right now for the Jets. I'm going to tell you right now, they better win. As I've said before, nothing short of a division title this year. And they got to win the Super Bowl. I'm looking at a two-year window with Rodgers. I don't think he's going to play three years. I'm going to go with two-year window with Rodgers. So they have two years to win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Because after that, we go right back into the abyss again. And just remember, this will be, we're going into the 55th. Yes, let me say it. Let me roll it off with my tongue again. We're going into our 55th consecutive year without even a Super Bowl appearance. We've even gone by the holy grail of the 54 years the Rangers went without winning the Stanley Cup from 1940 to 1994. And I don't hear anybody chanting 1968 when they play the opposition when they play the Jets. I'll tell you that. 55 freaking years. Everybody enjoy your week. I'll be back on Friday for my next live Oda Payne podcast. Not live, but next Oda Payne podcast. A live one coming up on June 23rd at the Hackensack Brewing Company. All the love.